All right, this is Oran Rising News. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. How you doing? Okay, <clears throat> a couple of things to talk about. The coronavirus again, right? And then I'm going to talk about a couple of characters that you guys need to know about, right? Names. And these are not the biggest names. These are just a couple of names and a few of the things that they've done, okay? First, COVID virus numbers. Why are we in a lockdown again? Because there's resurgence, they claim, of coronavirus cases, right? And how it's <clears throat> even bigger than last time. Oh, my God. That's a gaslight, people. Please pass this around. Pass this around to everybody you know. I'm going to show you numbers, okay? I'm going to show you <clears throat> this coronavirus compared to regular flu, all the different ones, H1N1, H3N2, okay? <clears throat> now, the problem that we have here, the, the, the problem we have here is a failure to communicate. That's an old school movie for those of you who are old enough to understand that, right? The problem that we have here is that the numbers that are currently listed are completely a lie. If you've watched any of my videos or the whistleblowing videos that I've posted, you will know this to be true. Okay, they're murdering people in hospitals. Okay, there's definitely an insider who spoke on the video that's on my personal page and on Orion Rising, the page where she tells about these people who are being purposely infected, lied to, intubated, and that she was aware that they were getting money for that. Now, I've talked about that before, <clears throat> where people were getting paid, hospitals, getting paid to intubate for every patient. They get like $27,000. And then they get like another $35,000 if they die under the guise of COVID-19. So you have to assume that most of the numbers that are around the United States are a lie. Now, we know this is going on over in the U.K. as well. And from the people that I've talked to around the world, the same thing is being said about the hospitals there. They're all getting paid money. So that means that all of this is a bullshit lie. Well, if that were the case, Leo, and then there should be a lot more, you know, uh, deaths and this thing should be a lot more contagious because that's what they tell everybody. All right. Those of you who have visuals, you'll be able to see your screen let me find out where I put it. That's not it. That's my book. <laughs> okay. Those of you who have visuals, let me go over here and get off of that because you'll be seeing that in a minute. All right. Let's look at this. <clears throat> this is, is um, a regular flu. Okay. And this is the infection rate. That was all the symptoms. Here's the infection rate here in the center of your screen. Of 2010-2011, right? 11 to 12, 12 13, all the way up to 2015. And this is, let me make sure you guys are seeing that. Let me go back to the, yeah, okay. Now, you can see that there's H3N2, H1N1, okay? Yeah, each year and age group. So if you look at these percents, the total percent 
comes to about 9% on average. That's So that's the base for all the flu bugs that are out there. Now, remember, H1N1 and H3N2 were pandemics, just like COVID-19. Only no one did anything about it. They just let it run its natural course. Why is that? That's weird. That's really weird. Okay. So they are saying that there was a couple seasons that, that hovered around 11%. Why are these numbers important? So the total average is about 9% of the population. Do you understand that? 9% when they're testing. This is important because they keep talking about this percent now. When COVID-19 first hit and I started playing the whistleblowers, the doctors that were coming out and filming, there was a couple here in California that have a practice, he did the math and he actually interviewed other doctors around the world. And the, during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, we were coming in at 7% which is below the acceptable rate for influenza of any kind. Now, when you're watching television these days, they're not telling you that this is a flu or that this is a virus. They're now telling you this is a disease. See, the reason why they've changed that word is because diseases need to be cured. Viruses don't. We cure viruses because of the herd mentality. We create our own vaccine within our bodies. We don't need, we become immune to it on our own. We don't need a cure. So conveniently, like Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, who his name, yes, I'm aware of his name is Newsom, but he's a nuisance. He's a liar. He is now calling it a disease. And I've noticed that all Democratic talking point hack channels that I've turned on have changed their narrative in the last month from virus to disease. This is a disease. They put that in your head like smallpox, right? Like chickenpox, disease. It's not a disease. It's not a disease. It's a flu bug. It's a virus. What does that mean? That means that you don't need an inoculation. You don't need a cure for it. AIDS is a disease. COVID-19 is not a disease that you get and you have it until you die or until you infect other people with it and that they get it and the same thing happens. A disease is something you get that you have that is reoccurring in your body and you are being killed by it. COVID-19 doesn't do that. It is a fucking flu bug. It is not a disease, but they're using this word to gaslight you. Believe me, that's what they're doing. Here's the numbers from the CDC on regular influenza. Now, I want you to take a look at that top left-hand corner. Flu illnesses in the United States are 39 million to 56 million cases. Why is that important, Leonard? Because that number is way higher than the number that we have the total cases for the United States of 2,888,000 for the coronavirus. 2,886,267, give or take a few, as of today, with 129,811 deaths. Now, you have to assume that at least half of those are bogus and bullshit because of what the insiders have said. 
So now we're down to about 60,000. If that. Okay, because the other half is bullshit and murder. But no one's going to be held accountable for it because they're just counting these numbers. Oh, and by the way, they're not telling you how many of these people says new cases, 44,361. Anyone tested, if you test positive, is the new one. They don't tell anybody. I have yet to hear them say, although when we did do the tests, they didn't have any symptoms. They weren't asymptomatic. They already had the virus before, but they just have it in their blood now that they tested. They did have it. They're not saying anything about that, that portion of the testing. You know why? Because they're lumping them all into new cases. So the total number of new cases is even less. Okay, how many people in the United States, they're saying to you that currently 2,886,000 people are fighting for their lives. Yet, <clears throat> the total capacity of the hospitals in the state of California, which uh, we have 40 million people in the state of California, is at 3%. How is that possible? Okay, also, we talk about that, that number again, right? So what do they say here? Now, the flu deaths range between 24 to 62,000 deaths per year for the average flu. If you take off half of the numbers of the total deaths for the coronavirus, what is that that we're looking at, boys and girls? Uh-huh. We're looking at about 70,000 deaths. That's if... Now, and I'm, and I'm almost willing to wager my life on the fact that most of this shit was them doing it on purpose. Because if you look at what the guys in New York did, they took all the COVID-19 patients that were in an old folks' home and shoved them back in the old folks' home, didn't put them in the hospital in a wing by themselves, made those people take care of it. And guess what? All those people got it, and half of them died. More than, more than three-quarters of them died. Same thing happened in other dem Democratic-run neighborhoods. Washington, same thing happened. Florida, same thing happened. Texas, same thing happened. Weird, weird that all of those areas, that those things, the really, really high deaths in Los Angeles are all run by Democrats. Isn't that bizarre? Huh. I'm just saying I'm not a Republican. Okay, so if the number is 62,000 and the actual number of, of cases of deaths in the United States is probably around 60,000, this is a new flu bug. Do you understand? So you add in another new flu bug. Now, we're used to the other flu bug, and that's just normal for us to have that many people. We're accepting 9% 9, 9 of the population testing positive. Now, Gavin Newsom here in California just said, and I don't have that number uh, handy for you to see here, I don't think. Let me scroll down and see if it shows what the percentage is. I know that in California, nobody's claiming the percentages. He's claiming the percentage is 8%. At the height of the virus, they said 7%. It's, he's saying 8%. Now, that's 8% of all the cases they've tested. and They're testing 100,000 a day and lumping in anyone who has tested positive is just a positive brand new case doesn't matter whether they're sick or not sickness has already been gone for six months they had it back in november but they're still testing positive and it goes into that number so you drop the positive numbers as well because it's bullshit okay and i know some of you're going to go you're just making this up i'm not these are real numbers okay if i know for a fact that most of the deaths are fake, 
because that's what's going on in these hospitals around the United States, especially in the in the cities run by Democrats, where the where the highest amounts of state of California, more than half of the deaths in the state of California and cases in the state of California come from Los Angeles County, run by Democrats. Forty million people in the state of California, more than half of their deaths is in one single county run by Democrats. The next higher ones are like Sacramento County. You go to like Contra Costa County and they have like, like I think it's 16 deaths total for the whole virus. We have 68 for the total virus or less than that, 39, I think they said, in Sacramento County. Why are we locked down? 39 people have died here in six months from that virus. Do you know how many people died here in the same amount of time from influenza? Probably 250. So which is deadlier? The real numbers, if they told you the real numbers, would look exactly like common flu numbers, people. All right, here, I'm going to play you something that uh, talks about just that. All right, it's on your screen right now, I believe. Let me see. No, you're you're still on that over there, which this is fine. Uh, let me put you onto something else. So you don't have to stare at this stuff. Oops, wrong button. So you don't have to stare at that. We'll put you on me. No, you don't need to stare at me. How about we put you on this? Right, sacred, sacred geometry. All right, so you'll be able to hear this. This is a, I put a, a page up, right, and then I'm gonna stop it. And then I'm gonna give you a, a, also I'll have you a page read to you. I'll tell you about one person two people, and then uh, read you about this one. My brother sent me this while I was recording this. I said, hey, I'm going to put this on here. Okay, so this is about the the common flu, okay? Everything I just showed you, this is this is stuff, you know, uh, the CDC models, da 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 like I was talking about. So here we go. While influenza B, Yamagata. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry, I didn't start that at the beginning. All right, here we go. Influenza B, Victoria, spike mid-season. Around the first week of January, while influenza B, Yamagata. No, no, that's still not right. Hold on. I don't know why this is doing this. Preliminary data suggests there were there we an go. estimated 24,000 to 62,000 flu deaths for the 2019 to 20 influenza season according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC. So 24 to 62,000 deaths, and that's acceptable. They don't even worry about that. That's just what happens. Okay, we're, we're right now, if you take the numbers, you know, they've murdered people. So we have higher numbers of deaths, but some of them are a lie. You've had whistleblowers tell people that they were just listing people as coronavirus deaths. It didn't matter how they died. If they had a heart attack... And they were infected. It was due to coronavirus. That's what they listed it as. So they were infecting everybody on purpose. And then when people died from anything else that they would normally die from, they also had coronavirus. So basically that was killing them because if you give them coronavirus and they're already trying to fight for say, their life because of a heart attack, they're, they're now going to die. And they, were, they weren't giving it to them like injecting them. They were just putting a coronavirus patient in a room with three other people that didn't have it. And well, what's going to happen from that? They're going to get it. So they're introducing it by, by putting them in the same room. By not separating people, this is documented, actual fact. Nurse undercover talking to other nurses about it, and she recorded it. 
wasn't staged. The other nurse didn't know she was recording. Okay, that's just in one hospital. I've heard from several other insiders that are afraid to come out and say this to the world. They're afraid because they're afraid for their life and they're afraid for their job. This needs to be like the Me Too movement. People need to get on the, on behind this and protect these people, and they need to all start coming out. You guys need to be brave. You need to send this, forward this to Annie and every single person. I'm not getting money for this. I don't get any money for making this, okay? So forward this goddamn thing on to other people. I get nothing for it except for, ooh, look, it went viral. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, I got more important things to do. I'm trying to fucking save people. This is not just in the United States. This is everywhere in the world that this is happening. Okay? However, due to the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, pandemic, these numbers may be higher than normal for this time of year. The season-ending estimates for the flu may eventually be adjusted once complete and finalized data becomes available for the season, the CDC explained. Their data also showed an estimate of between 39 to 56 million flu illnesses, 18 to 26 million medical flu visits, and between 410,000 to 740,000 flu hospitalizations. The week of April 4th was the last week of in-season reporting for flu data. <clears throat> so they stopped reporting flu data April 4th, but they continued with COVID-19. Why? They were getting numbers just as little as, as everybody else, but they kept telling you that it was higher. <clears throat> That's when people were being killed and murdered by people who were either doing it on purpose or they were grossly negligent and should fall on their sword. They're either complete fucking morons or complete fucking idiots or they're evil. There is no in-between. They're probably both or all three. Okay, but nobody's ever going to hold them accountable because the goddamn deep state is behind the whole fucking thing. The cabal is behind the whole fucking thing. They're the only people who could reach planetary-wide and have this thing go on. But you see, there are good people in the world, and some good people came out and said, there's something fucking jinky going on here, and this is what I hear, but these people are fucking weak, and they're followers, and they'll do whatever they're fucking told. Okay? So continue. There were 179 flu-associated pediatric deaths reported in this past season. Comparatively, the 2016 to 17, 2017 to 18. Now remind, remember, all these numbers that we're talking about right now are are standard flu. This is not this is not COVID-19. Okay, all these numbers that are they're being told to you right now are standard flu. That is the common flu. That COVID-19 is another strain of H1N1 and H3N2 are COVID strains. Okay, they are also COVID strains. Understand that. COVID-19 is not, I repeat, not a disease. It's an influenza, and it's no deadlier than the influenza we have already out there in the world that we're okay with having between 20 and 60,000 deaths every year and a base percentage of 8.5 to 9. And we're now at an 8% of a flu bug that they're hyping the numbers up on and lying about. Remember that. They're telling you that every case that tests positive is somebody who's fighting off that disease. And they say that word, disease. And that is just absolutely ludicrous and not true. Not true at all. Okay? 
And you can, if you don't believe me, go to a hospital. It's a ghost town. There's no one in the hospitals. People are afraid to go there. I've been to the clinics, and there's less people in the clinic now than there was before this. I would go in before this thing started to go over to pick up a prescription. I get most of mine mailed, but I have, I have a couple that I have to show off the ID for. So I show up for that, and before, the line would go to the door. No matter the time of day, I went in there. I go in there now, and there's two, maybe three people in that place. Do you understand? And coming in and out of that is, is the same. There's no one in these hospitals, yet they keep claiming we have so many freaking people that have this disease. It's a lie. And nobody will go in and report on it because all the goddamn news agencies are owned by the same people. All right, here we go. And 2018 to 19 flu seasons were responsible for 110, 188, and 144 pediatric flu deaths, respectively. While the CDC does not know the exact number of flu illnesses, medical visits, hospitalizations, and deaths from flu each season, their weekly preliminary models provide a guide to extrapolating their data. The CDC uses a mathematical formula to estimate the flu burden in the U.S., based on approximately 8.5% of the population, or about 27 million people. This model has been in place since 2010. Okay. 8% of the population, or 27 million people, will have the flu. Accepted. Been in place since 2010. That it's just going to be that. 8.5%, 27 million people going to be infected. Okay, and that's just the average. So 39 to 56 million people could possibly have the flu. CDC estimates that from October 1, 2019, let's go back over there and I'll show you the picture. Where is it here? There it is. That between the two time periods, between October 1 and April 4th, there have been 39 million to 56 million flu illnesses. So how would we have that high of a number of flu illnesses if it was the normal 27 million, which is the normal standard? If coronavirus is not, in fact, a flu illness. If coronavirus is not, in fact, a flu illness, as they claim that it's a disease, why is it that the numbers, that the average is 27 million people in America have the flu? Why is that average for 2019, from October to April 4th, 39 million to, to 56 million? Why is that so much higher? Because COVID-19 is an influenza, not a disease. Do you understand? So, and if not, let's think about this. If, say, the flu was that bad this year, the flu, they're saying, 24 to 62,000 deaths. However, on my last, you know, like about three weeks ago when I showed you the CDC claims 70,000 people died of the flu last year between October 1 and December 1. So that number is higher than the number they're showing you here. 
and that that flu bug they didn't know because it did it was resistant to all of the the vaccines and all of the flu bugs and all of the antibiotics that we had which would suggest to any scientist which doctors have talked about after that that's a new virus and right after that a couple of days after that number stopped the Chinese told the World Health Organization they had this new virus called COVID-19. Yet we didn't count those into the numbers that we have now. But then, because the numbers started declining so quickly, we started putting patients with patients that didn't have it and incubating them and getting everybody sick, especially in places where people were sickly. And then they were dying. And then they were told, if they die of anything... Put coronavirus down. This insiders have come out and said that. Watch the videos that I've posted. So every death has been listed a coronavirus death probably since April. Probably since February. Nobody else has died from anything else. Hardly at all because nobody's looking at those numbers. They're all a bunch of fucking lies, people. Okay, this is a gaslight lie outright. You don't see this going on in real life anymore. This was like day one. That was when they were bringing the patients in, those of you who, who can see things. Pandemonium, total chaos. Oops, who's that, right? Pandemonium, total chaos. Okay, that's just crazy. I'm running through all my damn pics. I forgot where the hell was there. I got so much crap on on the screen set up over here but okay let me continue public health laboratory reports show that influenza a h3 virus was prominent throughout all of the age groups including patients aged 0 to 4 years 5 to 24 years 25 to 64 years and 65 years or older influenza that's, a, that's that's the other coronavirus h3 h3n2 and this is H1N1, bird flu. H1N1, PDM09 was also prevalent, but occurred less frequently in those aged 0 to 4 years than other age brackets. While influenza A, H3, was relatively common throughout the season, H1N1 saw a sharp rise in January before peaking in February with 205 cases among patients aged 0 to 4 years, 523 cases among patients aged 5 to 24 years, 938 cases among patients aged 25 to 64 and 386 cases among patients aged 65 years or older. Influenza B, Victoria, spiked mid-season, around the first week of January, while Influenza B, Yamagata, saw its spike in late December. Both Influenza B viruses infected more patients in the age 5 to 24 and age 25 to 64 brackets, though Yamagata had 16 cases of patients aged 0 to 4 years reported, according to the data. Okay, those are two more strands of the of the flu. Bet you didn't even know any of these exist or half of them, huh? This is these are all acceptable numbers. And look at the ranges; it's the same ranges as the COVID nineteen, and the same number, same averages. By the end of May, the CDC models reported high activity in Wisconsin, but low and minimal activity in the rest of the country. The World Health Organization, WHO. Updates stated that influenza activity appeared to be at lower levels at this point of 2020 than expected for this time of years. Specifically, for the Northern Hemisphere's temperate zones, there was a sharp decline in flu activity in recent weeks. The majority of flu detections were influenza A virus, 
according to the WHO. Hygiene and physical distancing measures practiced by healthcare workers in the fight against COVID-19 may have also played a role in disrupting flu virus transmission. Between April 27 and May 10, the WHO tested more than 176,833 flu specimens, of which 149 were positive for influenza. There was a 60-40th split among influenza A and B, respectively, with 14 specimens assessed as influenza A, H1N1, PDM09 and 5 being influenza A, H3N2. Just one of the influenza B viruses was related to the Yamagata lineage, and zero were of the Victoria lineage, the WHO said. The CDC concluded its forecasting for the 2019-20 flu season, and plans to resume its forecasting efforts for the 2020-21 season later in 2020 pending the latest developments in the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. So the numbers that you're seeing are in fact numbers that have been over-exaggerated. And even if they're over-exaggerated, yet they're over-exaggerated, they're still only at an 8%. The death toll is higher because they counted, I mean, watch the videos, guys. They counted everybody who died as COVID-19. And some of them they were infecting on purpose because they were getting paid. They stood to get paid 27 and 35, so that's, what is that? That's 62, roughly 62 Fifty, sixty-two, sixty-two thousand dollars for every patient they intubated and and who died as a COVID nineteen patient per patient. One doctor in that in that uh, um, undercover video that was filmed by that nurse said to her, ninety percent of the patients in this hospital will not walk out of here alive." That's what he said to her. That was the number that he had in his head that is exactly what was going to happen. 90% of the patients walking in here will die. Think about that. I've never heard a doctor make a prediction like that in my life. But that doctor did. Why? Because they kind of had an idea of what they were doing there. So the numbers are, are way, way, way overinflated. Lies, the whole shebang. And it's still only at 8%. They can't get it higher than that. Why? Because, and that's what every single person who tests positive, they're claiming currently has this, oh wait, disease, quote unquote. I'm making the quotes with my fingers, air quotes. And that's a lie. We know this because where are all the people that already had it? They keep claiming that some people had it and got over it. Because if they didn't, you're trying to tell me that Every single person who's, con who's, who's gotten coronavirus since it started, which we now know is October, are still currently fighting it off. They're still currently fighting it off. The only way that works is if it's a disease. But how come in some of these numbers they actually show, let me see if I can find one here, how many people, no, because these are all the other facts, aren't they? How many, I haven't, I haven't looked, I had that on the screen and I, I guess I must have changed it and got rid of it. How many people survived? They had the number on one of these, but I think I, I think I went and, and, and shut that one because I got interested in the other stuff that I'm going to talk about. Okay. 
Let's see what this says here. No, it says 92,000 cases of COVID-19. Healthcare death status was only available. Um, okay, but they, there is a number somewhere where people survive. They stop putting that on the screen, though, recovered. They don't tell you how many. And then they try to keep that as low as possible. The recovered are the people that they know of that went in the hospital and walked out of a hospital. If you got tested positive but you weren't in a hospital, you didn't actually recover in their minds. So you're not listed as recovered. Do you understand that? Okay, so now what I want to do, while you guys are looking at me, I'm going to play this over here, is um, I want to shift gears a little bit because I want to show you a couple of the people couple of names, three names, and I'm going to throw out here that are, that are people that you should know who they are because of what they've done and what, what they are doing, okay? And these aren't the actual cabal either. These are just people that are, that are some of these people aren't, I don't even know if they're in the cabal, but they're just fucknuts, okay? The first of which is George Soros. That's a name you need to know, okay? Let me play this for you, okay? This, this tells, this is basically the bio of, of George Soros. I did not make this up. Okay, I didn't write this, but this is, listen to this. This is all true. You can look every one of these facts up. People talk about this all the time. Here's George Soros. Who is George Soros? Who is George Soros? Do people know who billionaire George Soros is? He is worth over $8 billion. He is a far-left Democrat that pushed for Hillary Clinton to be elected. George Soros is marred with a history of crime. As an investor, he has been convicted of insider trading. He has been quoted as saying the main obstacle to a stable world order is the United States must be weakened and its allies degraded. He set up his company offshore in Curacao. As a young Jewish-Hungarian boy in Budapest in WW2 he had forged his identification and changed his name Georgi Schwartz to Saras. Then he worked with Nazi party and helped identify Jews to confiscate their land and property. Later he told 60 Minutes he had no regret for what he did because someone else would have done it anyway. He became famous for shorting the British pound, made a billion dollars, causing a collapse in the British currency wiping out pensions and bankrupting the Bank of England. He became politically active backing organizations dedicated to social agitation causing upheaval around the world. For example, hackers found documents on his computer that he donated millions to Palestinian media and Adela, that worked under deep cover against Israel. He funded organizations to destabilize the Ukraine. In 2015 he worked to destabilize the Catholic Church to get far-left Catholic groups to promote gay marriage, abortion, and physician-assisted suicide. Leading the effort was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager John Podesta. He was trying to create mutiny within the Catholic Church. He John Podesta, remember that name, too. So that's four names. Soros, Podesta, so far. Clinton, she's in the mix, but that's not, she is part of the cabal, okay? But you know who she is, probably. Okay. Supported Black Lives Matter with $650,000, a radical protest group dedicated to the proposition that police are racist against blacks. The goal was the depolicing and dismantling of local law enforcement, and pledged more money to anti-police factions inspiring a war on police. He gave We speak there of Antifa. He gave $2 million. $2 million to open borders and backed attorneys that opposed jail time for illegal immigrant drug offenders. He gave money to far-left politicians that encouraged open borders and was successful in getting most of them elected. Yeah, and then Bloomberg and he, during the 2016 election, bragged about the fact that they got the House 26 or 28 seats in the House to pick it up for the Democrats so they could impeach Donald Trump. He supports the decriminalization of illegal drugs. 
drug dealers should not go to prison but be let go and given counseling and rehabilitation. He backed the Lynn Smith Center a drug policy institute to legalize marijuana across America. Let me also mention that George's... Now I'm okay with legalizing marijuana across America. Thank you. Here's, you know, here's the how crazy this state is. In California, where I'm at right now, California voted to legalize marijuana, but it's also has it on its list of things that create that cause cancer. Marijuana, they have somehow determined that marijuana causes cancer, yet there is not one single case worldwide of anyone smoking pot and developing cancer from doing so. But yet they legalized it. Talk about like somebody who doesn't know what the what their own mind is. You know, they're, they're pretty schizophrenic if you ask me. It's legal, but we see it as causing cancer, so it should be illegal. What? All right, back to back to old uh, old Jorge Bloomberg over here, Georgie Bloomberg. Soros's nephew married or Chelsea Soros. Clinton, the daughter of Bill. Sorry. So let me also mention is what I've been talking through. That George Soros's nephew married Chelsea Clinton, the daughter of Bill and Hillary Clinton. And Hillary Clinton. The Democrat that tried to impeach President Trump, Adam Schiff's sister, is married to George Soros' son. Let me repeat that. <laughs> the Democrat that tried to impeach Donald Trump, Adam Schiff, from out here in California, his sister is married to George Soros' son. So these people aren't all intertwined in a cabal in any way with their rich and elite families marrying each other. No, not at all, Leo. It's all a fucking coincidence, and you're just tripping on this shit, dude. You should stop smoking pot, which I haven't started smoking pot again since I was 18. Hmm. I probably should start smoking pot. Maybe all this stuff won't make any sense to me, and I'll go, what? Dude, they're just people, bruh. Like you and me, and they're just trying to get along in life and work. You know what I'm saying, bro? Back away from the computer module and cease the hostilities, bro. It's okay, man. Here's a cheerio. My personal opinion is that George Soros is an evil man that has used his wealth to destroy America and cause as much disruption against America as he can. He is called the connoisseur of chaos. Okay. Right, and then we also have, let's go over here and I'll give you the visual. Oh, no, I already, that doesn't matter, I can just tell you that. Okay, so the other person is Mike Bloomberg. I had that up, but I closed that. How much money did Mike Bloomberg give to the DNC in 2016 to get Hillary Clinton elected? You can Google this, don't be a pussy, look it up for yourself. $64 million. 2020, so far, he's already given $18 million, but he spent $100 million trying to get himself elected and then dropped out of the race. Or $86 million, and then dropped out of the race. But he was willing to spend $100 million. So that's probably why he hasn't been given any more money. But he also bragged that he paid for the campaigns of those 28 people that took the House and that they're doing the same thing now to take the Senate back. So that way, if the president wins... He won't get anything done because they'll just go, no, 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 no. And then they can just put shit through. Right. And if they have the numbers, then he vetoes it. They send it back. And if they have the numbers, then they're going to just go over his head and just make policy. That starts happening. This country is in serious, bad trouble. And I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat either. I'm just a person who's paying attention. Okay.
and and the Cohen brothers. That's the other name that I was going to bring up. You should look up the Cohen brothers and see how much money they've been giving to politicians. These people that have all of this money, these people are the ones that are in the forefront. You know, they're not like the Buffett family. They're not like the the um, you know the the uh, uh, you know the whatever the other families are. Should I can't even think of your names right now, right? Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, and that sort of stuff, those names that are names that we know, but they don't, they're not involved in politics that we know of. You don't hear about them because they own all the pharmaceutical companies. They own the TV channels. They own the radio stations. And they just dictate to the other people what is done. And you know they give money. You know they give money to these people. So if you were to, if you were to cap off donations, which the DNC would be, would be floored if that happened, probably both parties, and only have, like, you could only give a certain amount, they would have to have, like, 27,000 different corporations they'd have to invent, which they probably already do anyways, to give the money. So if you look at these people, they're giving a shit ton of money to get people elected, just like you heard with, you know, with George Soros, to elect the people and put them in power, Democrats, who are progressives, who hate the police, who want to let everybody out of prison, right? So how does this work out for you? For over the 4th of July weekend, today's the 6th of July, over the 4th of July weekend, in the city of New York and in the city of Detroit and in the city of Chicago, more than 100 people were shot. Out of that, probably 30 or 40 or more died. Who, in fact, runs those cities? Democrats. Man, you keep harping on the Democrats. That has nothing to do with anything. You know what? I don't think I have that on file here. Let me take a look and see if I have it on my file, because if I do, I'll show it to you. Let me see. Yes, I do. I'm going to bring this up and see if I can capture it here for you guys to see from my operating system. And if not, I'll just move it over to another uh, empty slot. Let me see here now. I think I have an empty slot. Well, I'll take the COVID thing out of here. Okay, you guys will see this in a minute, all right? Now, let me add this image. You know, not a slideshow. I just need the image. There you go. Hold on. Bear with me, people with visual. Those of you who don't have visuals, I will read them to you in a moment. Bear with me, please. Here we go. Take a look on your screen for those of you who can see the screen because you're not on the podcast. These are the rioting cities. I will I will read this to you in alphabetical order for those of you who are on the podcast. Rioting cities within the United States of America during this whole pandemic and this whole supposed racial uh, thing that we got supposedly got going on. Rioting cities. Allsbury Park, Atlanta, Atlantic City, Boston, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas-Fort Worth, Des Moines, Denver, Detroit, D.C. That's, do we call that Dodge City? Dodge City, that's, that's District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. Houston, L.A., that's Los Angeles, Louisiana, I'm sorry, Louisville, Memphis, Minneapolis, New York City, Phoenix, Portland, Sacramento. Every single, these are the only rioting cities, by the way. 
The rest of them are peaceful protests anywhere else. These cities are the ones that were being are rioting. And every single mayor of every single one of these cities has a D after their name, Democrat. There are no, and I'll say that again, no current or otherwise since this pandemic started and the protest starts started, there have not been any riots in any Republican-run cities across the United States. Why is that? You would think that Antifa would want to riot in Republican cities to make them look bad, wouldn't you? But they're not. Why is that? They're being paid by Democrats, and they're being paid to riot and loot and pillage in Democratic areas. Black Lives Matter is being paid for by the Democrats. Antifa is being paid for by the Democrats. And all the violence is happening in Democratic cities where the mayors are telling the police department to stand down. Why would they do that? Oh, wait, unless they want the cities to be, be uh, looted and pillaged. Unless they want to make sure that Antifa... The brown shirts, the military organization hired by the Bloomberg and whoever else, Tom Stiers out here in California, Mike Bloomberg, George Soros, the, these other people in the cabal, right? Hired by them, created by them, and then they go and take over parts of these democratic cities and the mayors just sit back and let it happen. What would be the outcome of that? What would be the end game? Why would they want to do that, Leo? Why would they want that to happen? Civil unrest? So that they can keep talking about this supposed race war that's happening in America? America's not prejudiced. It's not systemic in, in America's society. It hasn't been for a long time. Okay? You got... These same organizations. Now, let me talk about this. If you're going to tear down statues, you need to tear down statues of if your cause is supposed to be systemic racism in America. You might want to make sure that all of your statues that you're pulling down have something to do with that and not be statues of black historian heroes to America. You guys have already taken down two statues of African-American men who pioneered shit and made your life possible today. And they weren't racist and they didn't have slaves. But the fact that the statues got torn down anyways tells the rest of us that you guys are ignorant. You don't even know. You're just tearing down a statue because you're assuming that statue must be racist because it's a statue and it's in America. The fact that Democratic governor comes to embrace you guys and you guys beat him up tells me you don't even know what you're doing. You saw that person who went, they must be the enemy, get them. Because of what you claim is that you're worried about racism and fairness to people 
why is it that when everybody sat back and left you to your own devices, you started killing each other? In the cities that you guys took over, you started killing each other. Raping, shooting, beating. And then eventually the police department, like up there in in Seattle, said enough is enough. And the police department came in and hauled your asses out of there. Because you guys were just getting worse. More and more killings and rapes and, and beatings going on. That's your that's your peace love in. That's your we can show the world that we're a free and sovereign nation and we're better than America. We won't have the same problems that America has, and all of a sudden you guys are what downtown Chicago, standard operating procedure. You are operating outside the bounds of the United States. You guys claimed that you had walls up, had guards patrolling. This is not the United States in here. This is a free and sovereign nation, and we are a peaceful people. And guess what? Death per capita was the same. Robbery per capita was the same. Rape per capita was the same. And there was nobody from the United States of America ruling over you with anything. Nothing. Left you alone. You know what that shows? That shows the adults in the room that it's not systemic in our laws and our ways. It's systemic in the people. As my stepfather would have said, it's the nut behind the butt. Okay? It's systemic in the way that the people are thinking and doing. Not the way the establishment is. They were establishment freak, do whatever they wanted in there. And guess what happened? Degraded into total anarchy, just like it is in the neighborhoods in Detroit. Chicago, L.A., Sacramento, Oakland. It's disappointing. I was hopeful. I was. I thought, what if they go in there and everything is just totally cool, man? Nothing happens. People will have to listen. Couldn't do it, could you? Couldn't help yourselves. Couldn't do it. Okay. So I'm all for protesting. I think it needs to be done because I think there are things we need to talk about. There really are. I think we as people are flawed and we need to maybe sit down and talk. The problem is you guys, if you if you want to talk, you guys have to have like um, something cohesive, right, that all of you agree on. You guys don't all agree on crap. That's the problem, right? All of us out in the world, we're willing to agree to have a conversation. The problem is you guys just keep throwing out like more and more stuff. So it's never enough. So how can we fix something? This is like a kid throwing a tantrum in the store. We give you what you want, and then you throw another tantrum because you want something else. We give you that, you want something else. We give you that, you want something else. And you tell me it's my fault because I'm white. And then I can't possibly know what you're going through because it's your thing. It's your thing. What do you mean it's your thing? Are you telling me that when a cop pulls me over and I'm going, oh, shit, what did I do wrong? Fuck, is this going to be one of those crazy cops that's going to fucking shoot me? That that's not the same feeling you have? That somehow because of the color of your skin it's different for you? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you trying to say that you get pulled over because of the color of your skin? 
Cops pull people over all the time, and not because of the color of their skin. They pull them over because they're going, what's this dumb shit doing in this neighborhood this time of night? I've had that happen to me. So has my brother. My brother was driving a BMW and got pulled over because even his BMW wasn't richy enough for the neighborhood he was in at fucking 1 in the morning. So a cop pulled him over, and he said, what are you doing? He said, I was dropping off my girlfriend. Really? Where does your girlfriend live? He's like over here on the corner of such and such and blah, blah, blah. Where are you going now? I'm going home. What are you doing? He says, I'm pulling you over because you look like trash in a neighborhood you shouldn't be in. And he was white. Okay, so I'm not buying your guys' crap, man. Not. I know that, that there are some places, I agree, there are some places where there, where there is stuff going on, man. But it's not, you guys paint it like, I'm racist just because I was born white. That's racist. That's racist. You get over better on whole everything because the whole society, you don't even know it. The whole society is giving you the world because you're white. It's a crock of shit. I've been poor my whole fucking life. Said this on one of my other shows. Walked out of my shoes and had to tape them with duct tape and sew up my own clothes, sew up my pants, sew up my underwear, sew up my socks. Meanwhile, I looked around at people that were ethnic, quote unquote, who were wearing $400 pair of shoes and $500 jacket, cell phone when I couldn't have a fucking pager, okay? Gold chains, gold in their teeth, gold rings. And I'm not buying that everybody was selling dope because somebody had to buy it from them. So I'm not buying that all those were you guys that sold dope. No, you guys had cars, man. You guys had cars with elaborate stereo systems. You had cars that had freaking systems that you could bounce up and down, low riders and move stuff. You guys had way more stuff than I ever had. I didn't get shit from the man. I didn't get shit from being white. I got shit out is what I got right out their ass onto the pavement. That's what I got. And everybody around me was the same. And they weren't all just white. Everybody around me was every color. My whole family is integrated. You guys look at me and go, he must be white. Do you know that I'm the minority in my family that looks like this? Because I'm a recessive gene. I have freckles from every race on the planet. Okay? The rest of my, I was just telling somebody the other day, a friend of mine, the, my, all my entire family is either half Mexican or half black. We're so diverse, we just need somebody Chinese to be, or, or Asian, to round out the planet. But you would look at me and say that I'm the problem, and that I'm racist, because I was born white. That is racist. To look at me and judge me by my skin color, and claim that I'm doing that to you. That's claiming a victim status. And you need to look that up and understand what that means. That's like having an Oedipus complex. You're claiming a victim status, that you're the victim, and you're claiming that these people are inherently racist, and that's why they're racist towards you, and that you can't possibly be racist. That's racist thinking. I'm not trying to piss anybody off. I'm just saying, man, I know that we have things to work on, but it's not as bad as you think. Talk to somebody who lived through it. Talk to somebody who was around in the 60s or before that. They'll tell you real stories about real racism and how it was, okay? There ain't nobody tripping on that. Maybe in the Deep South, maybe there's some places that are just fucked up still. Man, I grew up in California. I don't, we don't care what color you are, what race you are. 
people out here aren't hanging people, beating people up because of their color, man. And if that does happen, that's because some fucking redneck showed up from the Skokie. Okay, that's just, no, man, that doesn't mean anything anymore. Let it go. Let it go. I'm so tired of hearing about that. Oh, but you're going to hear about it until we get everything we want, which is what? Everything. Everything. You guys want everything. You already have more than anybody else has. You don't think you do. That's what's really scary. You don't think you already have more than everyone else has. Is there a Jewish history month? Anybody? Irish history month? Hispanic history month? Chinese history month? No? Is there a German entertainment channel? Anyone? Jewish entertainment channel? Anyone? No, that's that wow, that's weird. Is there an all Chinese movie award show? No? Why not? Is there an all Japanese one? How about Native American? Jewish? No? That's weird. Hispanic. There might be. I don't think there is though. Do you understand, guys? You have you have your entire everything. And everybody else has to just be lumped in. Try to be an Asian. Talk to an Asian. You know, they'll, you know what they'll tell you? No one even sees us. That's how bad we got it. Try being Asian. You think you got it bad? You think people have been prejudiced against you because you're, because you're black or brown or yellow or green or blue? Right? Try being Asian. Try being Native American. Right? Try being Irish in this country 150 years ago. You have no idea. You you don't know. You just lump me in with all those other people. There's a difference in even the white races. Okay? The white races that were prejudiced, the white races that had slaves were the English and the Italians and the Portuguese. Okay? You didn't have a bunch of Irish people enslaving Native Americans or black people because we were slaves when we got here. You don't know that because you don't know history. Because you don't care. Because it's all about you. Okay? Everybody's had problems. Everybody's had issues. Look at the Jews. The Jews, Jewish people were slaves. They were, someone tried to eradicate their entire race. The Native Americans. Someone tried to eradicate their entire race. Look at the Aborigines in, in Australia. Someone tried to eradicate their entire race. No one has tried to eradicate the entire African race. Except Africans, maybe. See my point, man? It just gets crazy. If you, if you have knowledge of history, then you have understanding that we've all been, we're all in this, man. We've all had that happen to us. All of us. It's not just you. You weren't the last ones. Neither was America the last people to, to abolish slavery either. Okay? I'm just saying I'm willing to work but don't look at me and point at me and say I'm racist just because I'm white. That's a crock, bro. There's a lot of people out there, and a lot of people not, uh, that are afraid to say this. And I'm not afraid to say this. What are you going to do, come kill me now because I, I said I wasn't racist? Right? I'm going to death threat. I'm going to kill you, you evil, white, trash, piece of crap. I ain't none of that. Don't play that on me. Don't play that on me because I ain't none of that. Okay? Don't put that over here. Take it with you. Take it with you when you go. All right? So all of this is just bullshit, people, and you're being gaslit. 
Even you, even you African-Americans, you're being gaslit. They're trying to tell you there is a race issue when there really isn't one. And if you knew history, you would know the difference between racial issues and systemic racism in America and the way it is today. We're not perfect, but we're so far from where we were when there were slaves. And remember that the Democratic Party was the party of slavery, guys. Look that up. I'm not lying about that. You can look that up. They were also the party that invented the KKK. I'm not making that up. Most of the members of the KKK were Democrats. Traditionally. The South. Democrats. Traditionally. Yet you want to believe now that all of a sudden the Democrats have all decided that slavery is bad and and get away from all that, but all the Republicans who fought to free all the slaves all of a sudden now are trying to lock you back up? Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> they're all on the same side. They're all evil. And they're all out to get all of us. Not just you. Every single one of us. Okay? And I'm trying to show you that with this video today. It has nothing to do with race because we've all had it from them. Okay? Bloomberg is a Jewish man. Right? Soros is a Nazi. Actually, his name was Swartz. So that's almost, that's probably Jewish. But he, but he was a Nazi, okay? So he worked with the Nazis. Think about this. The other names, you know, um, Vanderbilt. Nazi. Right? Those are German names. Most of the rich and the elite are German names. Those are not Irish. Just not owe this and make that. What makes you think that the Irish are friends with them? Just because we have the same skin color? If you ask us, we don't. People look at us and think we're all, we all look alike. You guys say that about, white people say that about black people? Everyone says that about, about the, the uh, uh, European races. They think that we all look alike. I had a friend of mine who is, who is like six foot eleven, six ten and a half, and he had, you know, red beard and some freckles, and here I am at six foot one, my beard used to be red with some freckles, and they're like, are you guys brothers? To anyone who's from Europe, it's obvious that his DNA is from somewhere in Sweden, Norway, or Finland, and my DNA is from somewhere further south in England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, around there. Most people don't see that and don't know it, so they think we look alike. Do you see? It's the same thing. People say Asians, everyone says that to them, they all look alike. It's because the race that you are and the people that you are around, if they're not diverse, then you all look alike. You know, you don't look alike because you're around them. But then when you come, all of a sudden, there's a bunch of other people that are a different color. Well, until you get used to their features, they look alike. Asians all look alike to you until you're around them long enough to where you see they're not alike. Okay? So that's not a racist thing that only white people do. It's everyone does that. Everyone thinks all Asians look the same. Everyone thinks that all blacks look the same. Everyone thinks all whites look the same. That's just the way it is. When you're not around people and you're not exposed to that. Okay. I had, I had somebody here in the United States look at my freckles. Not more than five years ago. Little African-American kid. He looked at my freckles. He looked at his mom. We were, I was in a Walmart walking by him. He said, Mommy, that man's got spots. He had never seen freckles before. So he had no idea what was going on. And his mom just giggled and said, No, that man's got freckles, baby. And I stopped and I said, yeah, I, I just have freckles. You have one color of skin. I have every color of skin on me. And he says, can I touch it? I said, yeah, it's no different than your skin. Right? But see, he had never seen a man with freckles before. Anyone with freckles for that matter. So 
that's what he thought. All right, guys. Have a good day. Namaste.